What's up, coaches? You are tuned in to Keep Your Pads Down, where we are all about the defensive line. And this is episode number 70. So wherever you are, however you're listening, thank you for checking us out today. I'm really eager to get to our conversation with our guests today. But first, I do have to tell you about something really exciting going on tomorrow night. If you're listening to this on Monday, July 27th, tomorrow night, June 28th at 7.30 p.m., Coach Peter Noonan, who is the host of Tuesday night's Disruption Chat, and the defensive tackles coach at Pflugerville Hendrickson High School. Uh, he and I are hosting the Disrupt the Pads D-Line Coaches Roundtable Discussion. And we're going to do that via Zoom and have a panel of five coaches who will be answering your submitted questions and some live ones as well. If you're a D-Line coach, then this is something you, you will not want to miss. We have a great panel of coaches lined up for you who I will uh, introduce here in a second, some of whom have been on this podcast before, and I'm really excited about talking some D-Line play with those guys. And all of you as well. So that's tomorrow night at 7.30 Central. Now, if you want to be a part of this discussion tomorrow night, check out the show notes for today's episode for information. Uh, and, and you can find the link to that discussion. You can also check out our show's Twitter page uh, at KYPD Podcast for that information as well. All right, so who are the five coaches on our panel that will be taking your questions tomorrow night? So glad you asked. Here they are. First up is Coach Shane Martin, who's the defensive coordinator at Mart High School there in Mart, Texas. Uh, those guys have won three straight 2A state championships. He was also a guest uh, on our podcast for episode number 49, and it's been one of our most downloaded episodes uh, ever. And uh, he brings a ton of great knowledge and exper experience and insight into our discussion. So first up is Coach Shane Martin. Next up is a guy that I coached with before uh, in Kerrville, Texas, and that's the defensive coordinator at Paris North Lamar High School in Paris, Texas, Brent Milby. Now, Brent spent the last season uh, as the defensive coordinator, last few seasons as the defensive coordinator there at Paul Pewitt High School. And they, they made it all the way to the state championship uh, game this past season. And he is a sharp coach, knows a lot of football. And you're going to enjoy hearing what he has to say tomorrow night. Next up is Coach Andy Clark, defensive line coach at Alito High School in Alito, Texas. Coach Clark is another KYPD alum from episode number 46. And it's helped the Alito Bearcats win three of the past four 5A Division II state championships. And is well-versed on the technical side of D-line play, so excited to have Coach Clark helping us out with this. Next up is Coach Trey Bryant, who's a D-line coach at McKinney High School. Uh, he played defensive line at Baylor. He's just an outstanding young D-line coach. Uh, hasn't been on the podcast. That's probably something we need to, uh, we need to address, get Coach Bryant uh, on the podcast. But so glad he's going to be joining us as well. And finally, our lone college representative. So we did what we want to do is we want to have coaches from smaller schools on up to the bigger high schools and now even and, and have a college coach on as well. And our college representative is Coach OG Mike O'Gwen. Now, Coach is currently the assistant D-line coach at Notre Dame. Uh, but if you're from Texas or a regular listener of this podcast, you're familiar with Coach because not only has he been uh, on the show before, but just two seasons ago he was helping Galena Park North Shore High School won an epic state championship in the final seconds over Duncanville uh, before heading out to Texas Tech as a GA and now on to South Bend, Indiana, uh, to Notre Dame to be their assistant D-line coach. So Coach O'Gwen is no doubt a rising star in the coaching profession. We'll have some great stuff for us, so excited that he's going to be a part of our discussion as well. So that's it. That's our lineup. Again, that's something you definitely want to check out tomorrow night. July 28th, 7.30 p.m. Again, check out the show notes of today's episode uh, to see how you can be a part of that. Okay, let's get to today's guest. I'm joined uh, by a defensive coordinator whose defense has really started to turn some heads, especially here in Texas, uh, and, and translated to a lot of success for their program. Today, I'm 
Honored to be joined by Coach Zach Wilkerson, who's a defensive coordinator at Hardin-Simmons University in Abilene, Texas. Now, the Cowboys improved consistently under Coach Wilkerson, and when we get in our conversation, I'll read off some of their stats specifically, but uh, he's done a great job turning around uh, the defense there at Hardin-Simmons, which has seen steady improvement over the years. Now, my conversation with Coach Wilkerson today can be seen complete with slides and film cut-ups on our show's YouTube channel. And if you listen to today's conversation, just know that it was meant to be viewed. But if you just want to tune into the audio, then you are in the right place. So let's go ahead and get to it. Here's Coach Zach Wilkerson on episode number 70 of KYPD. Coach Wilkerson, welcome to the uh, the podcast here. Excited to talk some defense with you tonight. Thanks for having me. Excited. Yeah, well, well Coach, you are, uh, you're currently the D.C. there at Hardin-Simmons uh, University in Abilene, and, and you guys have really been stout on defense in, in your time there, in your six years there. And I'm going to, you know, everybody watching this, just kind of bear with me. I'm going to rattle off some stats here, and I, and I think that uh, these are some stats that you gave me, and, and I, I, I thought that we needed to start off our conversation here by reading these off because they are very impressive. You know, you guys have won a conference championship. You led the ASC in scoring defense twice. You've had uh, four, four playoff appearances. Uh, in 2019, you guys led the ASC in scoring defense and finished with the best defense in school history. You know, defensively, y'all finished eighth in the country in scoring defense, fourth in the country in total defense, fourth in the country in passing defense, and fourth of the country in third down defense. And to top it all off, uh, this year, you were recognized in Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine as one of the top 40 coaches under the age of 40. So, hey, we're at, we're, we're 2019, 2020 has been kind of a kick in the shin for a lot of us. Uh, the uh, Hardin-Simmons Cowboys and Coach Wilkerson have, have done all right. Um, so let's, let's, we're going to talk about specifically today about, a, uh, about your defense and, and about a sub-package you guys like to employ. Uh, before we get to all that, uh, give us just a quick rundown on your background, where you grew up, how you got into coaching, and some of your influences. Yeah, uh, again, appreciate you having me on tonight. Uh, kind of my story, I grew up in uh, Keller, Texas, and grew up there my whole life. Uh, went to Fossil Ridge High School and um, graduated there in 02, and then went to small college in Kansas, Kansas Wesleyan University. Uh, lots of people might not have heard of that, but it's uh, in Salina, Kansas. Uh, and played ball there for four years, uh, had some success there. We won a conference championship, made the playoffs with those things. Uh, and then wanted to get into coaching. And uh, it was really my college coaches that got me into it. I wanted to do high school coaching whenever I was went into college. And then um, being in college, I kind of wanted to stick with the college uh, arena. So, um, you know, my defense coordinator at the time, Colby Hensley, and our head coach there, Dave Dallas, really uh, inspired me to be, and getting the college coaching and then I, I got my first opportunity uh right after graduation uh, i got a graduate assistant job at southwest baptist university it's a division two school up in uh, Ballard, missouri um and then was there for two years as a ga and then got promoted on full-time as a defensive backs coach and then a year later got in, uh, you know right place at the right time and was able to get uh, the defense coordinator job there uh, and i spent we spent six years in uh in Bolivar and then uh um, took a job as the uh, defensive backs and special teams coordinator at Northwest Mississippi Community College. Uh, we were there for a very short spent, uh, stint before going to Mississippi College as the uh, defensive coordinator in 2013. 
Uh, and then uh, in 2014, I accepted the defensive coordinator job here at Harden Simmons. Uh, you know, it's a lot closer home for me and my wife and my family. And so, you know, we spent the whole time being nine hours away from family. Now we're now we're two hours away. So it's uh, it's been great getting back to Texas and being able to recruit the state of Texas again as well. Uh, so we're we're fired to be back home, and it's been a it's been a great six years going on seven years now. No doubt, and I'm sure it's it's been good to to feel like you can put some roots down in a place, you know, after spending uh, what sounds like a lot of your, your, your early part of your career moving around and, and to be able to put some roots down so close to home, especially as a college football coach, is, is definitely a rarity uh, in the profession for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, we went out of stretch there where we moved uh, four times in 13 months to three states. So <laughs> <laughs> nice, to, nice to find the place you want to stay in. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's talk about your, I believe you guys call it your Joker package. and, and, and um, you know, we uh, uh, kind of a side story uh, for for those the guys watching this. Um, I kind of you guys were on our radar uh, back in the season. Uh, we were looking at putting in some some three high safety stuff, and our head coach's dad coaches at East Texas Baptist, and uh, he uh, he was telling us about this uh, this defense that you guys got in and and was just just drawing it up on the board and and so we started looking at it and and tinkering with it and it's something that we used. Uh, later in the playoffs and even in our in our state championship game, and so I'm excited to talk about it and, and just want to want to go ahead and, and pass the baton on to you and let you start your presentation. But uh, looking forward to, to talking some some defense and some three high stuff with you tonight. No problem, uh, perfect. I'll get started and share my screen here with you. Uh, as we're going along, if you have any questions on anything at all, just stop me. And yeah, we'll get it. We'll get it rolling. Perfect. Um, and so yeah, we already kind of talked about the background of everything. Uh, so our Joker package for us, uh, we're taking out. We we base out of a four three defense is what we base out of, uh, but we utilize a three man front a lot. Uh, you know our whole philosophy on defense is multiplicity with simplicity, uh, and with that, we live by the mindset of less is more. We want to be uh, we want to be very simple with our guys, but we want it to make it look like we're showing multiple and what we can show the offense, uh, and so. You know, for us, you know, a lot of times we, we might have freshmen or sophomore people that are starting roles, and we got to have a scheme that's simple enough to be able to uh, insert guys and kind of plug and play and let those guys have success uh, by not overthinking what's going on. And so for us, we're taking out a defensive tackle, and we're putting in an extra safety. And so, you know, we still have three linebackers on the field, but now we're getting an extra third safety on the field as well. And for us, why Joker and, you know, why, why the three safety stuff? Uh, one simplification, it makes it a, it's a simple scheme for us. Uh, you know, in fact, we, we run the exact same stuff in the back end as we do out of a 4-3 defense. So, you know, our back seven actually don't have to learn anything new. Uh, the guy that has to learn everything that's new is going to be the extra six coming on the field. He's the guy that kind of does something a little bit different. Uh, but for everybody else, the coverage stuff is going to be the same as what we do on a four-man front. Uh, we do have a couple things that we can do on the three-man front that we don't do on the four-man front, but you know, the majority of the stuff we do is the same stuff. Uh, our philosophy up front is we want to gain our three for their five. We want those three D tackles or three D linemen to be get those five offensive linemen, and we want to force everything to the C gap. Um, and so that's that's been huge for us there. Uh, we want to eliminate the inside run gap again. We want to force everything to bubble to the perimeter and be able to utilize our speed and our leverage uh, to be able to make the plays we need to make. Uh, also, matchup versus skills. I mean, that's that's the that's the name of the game right there is matchup football, 
And so for us, it allows us to be so much more multiple and they'll take away so many more sewing windows um, to allow us to have success. Uh, and then last is overlap on the football. You know, being a, a three-man front and having extra safety, we have a lot of hats that can overlap the ball. Uh, and so it makes it really difficult for offenses to be able to hit big plays in the run or the pass game because you're able to take away more of the field. And then uh, for us, uh, you know, we, we utilize it pretty much every game. It's utilized in the third down passing scenario, um, defense. Uh, but if we're playing an, an air raid type offense, that's kind of major in 10 and 11 personnel, and they're going to be up-tempo and doing all those things. We, we played uh, this year, I think we played three games or four games where we played exclusively three-man front uh, to get that extra matchup on the field for us. And so, you know, over the, at, the, at the end of the season, this is where we ended up. We were 60% of the season in a uh, four-man front and 40% of the uh, time we were in a three-man front. So we were, pretty, uh, we were pretty active in both fronts, which, again, allows us to be pretty multiple and give offenses a different look where they have to, you know, figure out game plan-wise what are they going to see. And so one thing I have here for you is I have a few clips right now. It's just showing the multiplicity of the scheme, and then we'll kind of talk about specifics. But just to be able to show you uh, really a lot of different things you can do with it. And, and really, it's kind of an unlimited playbook as far as what you want to do. Of it. you got to kind of be careful and, and, and not get too, uh, too much in for the kids. But, uh, you know, here's some stuff that we've done out of this, uh, this past season. Or if you want to bring pressures, you know, now it allows you to where you can sit there and have a better – uh, pass protection because you're able to get more safeties on the field to be able to handle vertical routes and still be able to attack protections. Uh, build a rush five, and you know for us, we, you know we play uh, three under three deep. We play two under three deep. We play some matchup zones, um, and so for us, it just gives us a lot of different ways where we can try to attack protections or attack run schemes to try and gain numbers in both the run game or, or the pass game. You know we got to make a determination there. So. Now, like right here, we can sit there and this is a third down and, you know, 16, where we can sit there and show the illusion of pressure and make it seem like we're playing a soft coverage behind it. And then on the snap, we can back out and you're sitting there dropping eight and you're, and you're showing two a high and you're, and you're spinning the single high on the snap just to try and get those quarterbacks different looks and, and set yourself up for, for success. You know, for us, uh, my big philosophy on pressure is the third of the blitz, bigger than the blitz itself. You know, we want to make sure. Uh, offenses, uh, you know, we are going to bring pressure, uh, but a lot of times we're going to do a lot of uh, false pressures. Uh, we're going to do a lot of uh, overloads and just try to find ways to attack uh, protection. And here, you know, it doesn't matter if we're playing a 12 personnel team, uh, you know, we're able to still stay in it right here. And again, here in a minute, I'll get the specifics of what who everybody is and, and what their responsibilities is. I just want to show you guys just that, you know, regardless of personnel, uh, regardless of what you're seeing, uh, you're able to sit there and get however many hats you need in the box. You're able to get the matchups in the pass game. You know, here's a big game versus Marin Baylor this season. Uh, you know, now in, the, in in this structure here, you know, we went from uh, uh, three backers and three safeties to picking out a linebacker and putting in a fourth safety and getting to a, a nickel package, if you will, out of this. That's already, you know, Snyder was in there with a 3-2 with a, on a third down and we're able to play cover one. Um, and now we can invert it. Instead of using backers as the low hole player, you can sit there and put a safety as the low hole player and try to find different ways to generate pressure, uh, but also be a little bit more sound in the back end because, you know, safety is going to be a little bit better playing high to low. You can show a two-man look like we did there and then they'll roll the single high. Uh, and so for us, 
it's just about creating confusion. Simple stuff for our guys where they understand what we're trying to get accomplished. Uh, but for opponents, we want to make it as difficult as possible in those quarterbacks. We want the pre-snap read uh, to be very blurry for those quarterbacks. You know, the one thing we try to avoid, we don't want the quarterbacks walking up to the line of scrimmage and knowing automatically where the one-on-one is on the field. You know, if they line up there and they see your one-on-one at the boundary, you know, they're going to check fade, they can check slant, hide, out route, whatever they want to do. You know, but, you know, if you're, if you're a quarterback, you know where the one-on-one is. You know, that's where you're going to go. That's the easiest thing to do for uh, all that stuff there. Uh, so plus, if we can disguise the one-on-one and, and force that quarterback to have to make a read on the fly, we feel like we have a better chance of success uh, of getting an effect in the quarterback. You know, here's an example. If you're playing an option team, and here we're getting to a 3-4 defense using the safeties. Uh, so now you're sitting there getting get to a 3-4, using another safety as an overlap player, and then putting the boundary safety as your outside linebacker and you're able to get to the same scheme. And for us, this is, we, we create our run fit through pass coverage. So we use the coverages, the coverages dictate run fit for us. It's not it's not dictated by the front, if that makes sense. So yeah. for us, everything in the back end is just tag. It's, it's kind of how offenses are doing it nowadays. We used to all the hurry up, no huddle offense. Everything is concepts with tag. And that's all we're doing defensively is it's concepts with tag. And to make it simple for our kids to line up, play football, move around, and make it look like we're doing a whole lot more than we really do. You know, for our guys, our package is, is actually pretty small with this, but it looks we can we can smoke a mirror and dress it up to make it look like we're doing a lot of different things. Uh, you know, here again, showing pressure, give the illusion that we can bring a, a, a six-man pressure. Uh, and then on the snap, we're sitting there able to play a squats and halves concept. And, and take everything away and try to force that offense to kind of do what we want them to do. Uh, and they'll gain numbers in the run game, gain numbers in the pass game. And so, again, it's it's more of a smoke and mirrors concept for us, especially on third down. Um, we're going to try and show a lot of a different looks for us, whether it's front, whether it's uh, with the linebackers, whether it's safeties on movement. Um, and a lot of that, and, and we practice. That's what we talk about on a daily basis with those guys. Um, and that's what we got to, you know, you have to be able to do. If you line up and do the same thing every single time, you can get good at it, but also they're going to find, you know, weaknesses for you here. You know, it's third down and our fourth down and 18, we're able to play Tampa. We're playing Tampa six, but where we just back up and play Tampa from depth. Uh, so you don't get an issue where guys are playing too tight on a, on a long yard scenario. And again, giving the illusion of a four man front and then backing out rushing three. And so it gives us just, just gives us more multiplicity of what we can do and what we can show. Same thing here, you know, 21 personnel now, and you're, you're playing the same thing, and, and you're able to gain numbers in the pass concepts, and they'll take away everything offense is going to try to do. Uh, you know, when we talk to our defense, we're going to tell them that there, there's two ways you get beat on defense. Uh, the first thing is you lose leverage on the football. That's the first way to, lose, uh, to get beat on defense. The second one is to get beat over the top. So everything that we do defensively is designed to uh, attack those two things. Uh, is it great versus leverage? And is it great versus the vertical passing attack? And if the answer is yes, then we're going to make sure that those are things that we do quite a bit of. So uh, I know I didn't really talk about specifics of those clips, and that's okay. I just wanted to, we'll, we'll see a lot of those clips later on. I just wanted you guys to see, you know, whether you're playing too high, you're playing single high, you're playing man free, you're playing zone, um, Tampa. It doesn't matter, you know, the fronts, we mix up a multitude of fronts. Uh, we have a base, two fronts that we run, 99% of the time, but we have a few other fronts that we mix in there uh, to try to mess with offense as well and I'll explain 
how to explain all that. As we get through this again, if you have any questions on anything we're doing, stop me in my tracks yeah. and we'll, we'll get we'll get it going for you. So before we um, jump into coach, before we jump into specifics, I just wanted to ask, just just watching really quick there. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of times when I've seen defenses running this, it's it's and this is because this is uh, you know I asked you I, I kind of sent you one of these questions before we for for this conversation. Yeah. You know, a lot of the look that you see guys get into is more of like a broken stack look, right? Yep. Um, and and I noticed that you and I don't know if you guys do that, but it looked like that you always because w- one of the things that that I think um is is has seemed to me anyway to be the Achilles heel of this, of this defense is no overhang, especially on you know your weak side. You know, there's no leverage. And so it looks like you guys are, you know, instead of having that broken stack look, you're walking that, you know, whether it be a safety or whatever, up. So you do have, uh, you know, two leverage points, two hard edges out there. Is that something you're doing all the time, or is that just a, uh, is that a, is that a game plan thing? Yeah. Majority, base football, we're going to have overlap. We're going to have leverage players on both sides. Yeah. And so, whereas you can kind of see it right here. Yeah. So this is just talking the front. So. Our whole philosophy of the front end, uh, and this is a four-man front or a three-man front, it doesn't matter schematics of what personnel grouping you're utilizing. Uh, the biggest lesson that I've learned is when you're, when you're working, talking about the front seven and the front eight or whatever you want to do there, is create a utopia of what you want it to look like. What, if you can sit there and draw up the best box you could possibly draw up to stop the run, right? draw that up, and then figure out the secondary part next. Do the front first, and then make the secondary match that. And that way, because for us, we built our structure to where nobody can get us out of having a seven-man box. We're going to have the 3D linemen, the 3D linebackers, and we use that third safety in base football as, if you will, our extra inside backer, like if you're yeah. playing a 3 4 Right. And so you can kind of see, and this is our, this right here would be our safety. Uh, yeah. He's our, he's our, basically our extra inside backer. Uh, and so that allows us, you know, we have a seven-man box structure and so regardless of formation that you get into, I'm able to have an overlay, a leverage player on this side, a leverage player on this side, and then basically two inside backers. Yeah. And just the safety. Uh, and the, it's the same thing for a 4-3. And we just bump the safety. We, you know, we're going to play too high to balance that. We'll play a lot of single high to odd set. Uh, yeah. Just to make it where we can uh, keep that box the same. And the thing that does for us is it simplifies our run fits, where our guys have the same run fit all yes. day long. Yeah. You know, our outside backers are box players. They're going to box everything. Our inside backers are scope players. And so it's the same fit regardless. So I don't have to sit there and work at 100 different techniques on uh, on spilling and boxing and doing those things. It's just uh, a carryover for our guys, uh, especially on rundowns. Now, now we can get to more exotic stuff where that box doesn't look like that, but that's being more on passing scenarios where we don't need to be plus one in the run box. Right. Now we're trying to be plus one in the pass game. Right, right. And so... You know, that's where a lot of guys, you know, I, I and I've been in the schemes where you bump the backers and keep two high safety books, and there, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but I, I feel your run fit take a uh, kind of a beating on that because you're having to teach backers so many different fits, whether they're out of the box player, they're in the box player, they're kicked over. Um, and you might have a real linebacker that plays anywhere from a apex to a 10 technique, have to kick all the way over to the center uh, because you're kicking the linebackers with three by one right. or two by one. Right. Yeah. And so for us, our philosophy is just, it's just different. We just, we kick the safeties and keep the box the same. Yeah. I like it. I like and it. So, uh, but bare front is our base. This is the number one front we're going to get into. And I'll kind of talk about, uh, you know, what we do and, and what a lot of teams will do out of this stuff here. 
but we base it on threes with the tackles and ends with the no, uh, zero with the nose. And and our our tackles, they're they're defensive ends for us. Yeah. We play a four man front. We play with bigger ends in our four man front uh, because we do a lot of two gapping in our four man front. We also do a lot of two gapping in our three man front. Uh, so it's easy for those guys. And so what they do, they they, they do it every day. And so it allows us to be able to uh, just keep the same technique for those guys. And so all we're doing here is just getting two threes and a zero. Now you can have three D linemen that are tackles. It doesn't make a difference. You're playing bare. It really doesn't make a difference. You want to get bigger inside, get bigger inside. Uh, but for us, we're going to play a three, a zero, and a three. Uh, and the reason we do that, and I know a lot of teams run four eyes uh, and try and get those guys a little bit wider. Um, you know, for me, uh, playing a three technique, I, it's impossible for me. I think it's impossible to run inside zone versus there. And so when you're talking about 10 personnel teams, uh, even 11 personnel teams, a lot of times the number one run plays inside zone scheme or read option scheme. Yeah. Uh, and so for us, it keeps that up. So we're able to get our three D linemen to eat up those five offensive linemen. So uh, it frees up our linebackers uh, in the process. Yeah, so, I, I can tell you've coached with uh, with Coach Ricky Kuhn uh, talking about yeah. this bear front. He's a he's a uh, a big time bear front guy and has been on the podcast and talked about that and it's and, and given the same uh, reasoning for for why they love their bear front so much and 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 why they base out of threes. Yeah, so you know when, when we went to this, and I've I've been a four four man guy my entire career, and so I guess it was about three years ago we ended up going to using this as a sub package. We used to use it a different way and. Uh, about three years ago, we switched to this, and we kind of never looked back. But you know, he was a—he uh, was a part of. He was at Southeast Missouri State, and they were a big three-four scheme. And um, you know, when we were looking at going to this stuff, we were—you know—everyone else you talked to is a four-I or four, and all those things. And well, we don't work four-I technique ever in a four-man front. It's just, it's just not something we work ever. And so, uh, you know, my whole philosophy is if it's something that's going to be. Uh, we're going to get into for scenarios. Let's make it something that has a lot of carryover for what we already teach our guys. Yeah. And so for us, we play shades all the time, whether it's a five or a three or a nine or whatever it may be. Our guys know how to play on the outside perimeter of an offensive lineman. That's not a big deal for those guys. Uh, and so for us, it was the easiest way for us to create carryover. And that's that's the re- that's the main reason why you know if, you, if you're a team that runs a zero and four eyes, it's awesome. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that at all. We just don't do enough four-eye technique work. If, if you know, maybe if we were basing on this a hundred percent time, maybe we would look at some of that stuff. We just that's just not something we're doing right now. Um, and so, but it's you know, there's some coaching points against it, against it. You know, as a three technique, you know, teams are going to attack the perimeter on you. They're going to attack those C gaps. Uh, the biggest coaching point for our three techniques is you cannot get washed because a lot of times those guys get double teamed. They're going to have the guard on them, and then that tackle is going to try and wash them across the formation. So you got to be able to anchor down. And, and hold that point of attack. And we always tell our guys, you know, still makes a victory. Uh, if we can hold the point, force yeah, that no ball bubble, we're going to win. We're going to win this thing. Yeah. And so, you know, for us, we're keying, uh, we're we're keying the near knee, and we're attacking, and we're, we're going to attack and react off of it. And our, our nose, uh, you know, everyone kind of coaches that nose tackle a little bit differently. Uh, for us, we try not to overcoach that guy. Uh, we're telling him the main thing we want with that guy is we want knock back on the center. And then we want you to be a football player from there. We're not going to sit there and worry about whether he plays the play side A gap or back doors and the back side A gap. I tell those guys, I want you guys to be disruptors, and I want you guys to get knocked back on the center and go make a football player. And we're going to make you right at the linebacker level. Uh, and so that's that's the way we play the nose. So we're not, we do not overcoach the nose. So I know a lot of people 
uh, you know, want to backdoor the center on all mm-hmm. the zone schemes, or yeah. some some people want to uh, try to overfight the center and take this place out of the gap. We tell him to get knocked back and be a football player. Whichever side you take, we're gonna make you right. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that. I love that, and that's. That's a a big relief for those nose guards. They like hearing that because that's something they all feel like they can do. So, it would take pressure off them, especially if you're yeah. a guy that's active. You know, those active nose guards they get, they get those centers a lot of trouble. Mm. And so that's that that is our base right here. And so I'll go into some video for you guys. Um, and so right here we're playing bare front. So I'll kind of explain the back end uh, a little bit later as well. Uh, but right here you'll see the three man front. Uh, and then we're able to sit there and show a single high, but actually on the snap, we're going to two high. Uh, so it's kind of a late movement for us right here. Uh, and we do a lot of movement here at Harden Simmons. We try to um, we try to mix up what we're looking at. What, you know, we're, we're going to show single high, play single high. We're going to show two high, play two high. But then we're also going to switch it up and show single high and, and on the snap of the two high or vice versa, just to give those quarterbacks a false key of what's going on in the secondary. Uh, maybe it's a way for us to protect the player or for the offense to think where, you know, if we can dictate the offense where the weakness of the defense is and then the snap spin and make that a strength, we have a chance to get tackles for loss. We have a chance to get interceptions. We have a chance just to pick on those offenses a little bit. And so for here, you know, uh, we're able to sit there. We get to play in squats and halves on the backside, but you can see how, you know, now our, our double eight, our, our edge players, the corner to the boundary and our outside linebacker to the field. So we're still, Sitting there with uh, double overlap players as far as on the perimeter goes, mm-hmm. and yeah. you can see how easy it is for the outside linebackers. He's untouched; he just, he just has to make back. And so we're like everybody else. Everybody's going to RPO. I mean, that's I don't know if we play a game where we don't see RPO anymore. Um, and so we have to prepare for those things as well. Uh, but here's a good example of the three of three techniques where we're able to eat all five guys up, and that ball goes to the perimeter, and we have an unblocked guy making the tackle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same thing here. Now, you know, we're, we're playing just a quarter scheme, a fair front. Now, here we're getting dark. So, you know, we get this a lot. Teams are going to pull and play dark. Uh, so, here is a dark scheme. So, for us, our inside backer and our safety are skill players, and our outside backer are box players. So, it makes it very simple for schematics. In the back end, we're just playing a quarter scheme. So, this is, you know, it, it's a palms concept. So, I'm sure everybody runs some version of palms. That's all it is. Now, right so there, Coach. Your, your safety number twenty walking up is he is he he's acting as your inside linebacker spill player right he is, there. He is our inside backer. He's our spill player. Yeah. Okay, we teach him the same run fits as if you're an inside backer. Uh, now, ideally, he's not. He doesn't always have to get in that position, but sometimes he does. Yeah. Uh, and so we want him to have an active alignment. You'll see him. You know, here he started at ten yards, but walked it up late uh, to get in the box. And so, you know, the biggest thing with that Joker player, the guys that do that three safety stuff is make his responsibilities really simple. And so the biggest thing I find from people who are getting into this stuff is how do you get that guy involved in the run game where you can give him a lot of scrimmage and how do you give him the pass game? So for us, you know, our coverage dictates what he's responsible for. So for us, you know, base football on a quarter scheme like this right here, he's a run player first. He's playing run all the way. And if it's not run, then he becomes the free player in the middle of the field to try and take away that post area for that quarterback for now, we can at least take away some of those inside windows and give those safeties a little bit of assistance uh, on it. teams that are trying to run, you know, post-concepts, big-concepts, or anything, uh, vertical inside breaking routes, just to give an extra, a deeper player than what a Mike linebacker would be in a 3-4 or a 4-3. Yeah. Is, so, is he flat-footing that then? 
Yeah, he is. Yep. And all he's doing, is we just keep back for that. That's how yeah. simple it is for us. Yeah. Uh, you know, for inside backers on Mike, we keep triangle like a lot of people probably do where you're keying to the guard. Um, that's pretty simple there. But for our outside linebackers and for our safety, we keep back. So we're just cross scan. So all our outside backers are doing is in the back. When they get action, they're able to pull the trigger and go make those plays at the line of scrimmage. And same thing for our joker. All we tell them is just pace the ball carrier. We try to make things as simple as possible. Because, again, out of this defense, we want uh, we like low rep, high productivity. We want something where we don't have to sit there and run it a million times in practice to be efficient in it. Now, we're going to get a lot of reps, but there's some things you might not get as many, uh, as many fits as you might like, uh, but you want to make sure it's something simple enough for our guys are able to execute. And so right here, you'll see, again, you get the bare front, and then there's your spill, and there's your box, and you get the, you get the RPO stuff covered up with the secondary. And all it is for those safeties is cloudy clear rules. Yeah. If it's a cloudy read, slow down. Pace the ball carrier, let it unfold. If it's a clear read, pull the trigger and go make the tackle. How? Here we're in a, yes, sir. I was just going to ask, you know, watching 20 fit up the run. So how are you How are you splitting up his individual time between, you know, safety stuff and linebacker stuff? How is he? How are you cross-training him? Absolutely. So he goes, uh, when we do this stuff, they actually take him with the linebacker majority of it. So, when we're doing individual and we're doing a run read drill, I make him go with the linebackers and we set the run read drill up to make sure he's able to be a participant in that. So one thing we do is uh, once a week, I take the safeties once a week, every week for run reads uh, during individual. So, they, you know, we have a defensive backs coach who's responsible for safeties and corners. So, uh, you know, for us, Tuesday is our first practice. We're working more of our first, second down defensive stuff. And then Wednesday, we're working more of our third down uh, package stuff. And so for what I do is on on uh, on Tuesdays, I take the safeties, and we do run reads on the first two periods of, into, of uh, individual. And that gives our DBs coach an extra 10 minutes of just with the corners where he's able to work exclusively with those guys and kind of freeze them up for a little bit of time. And it also gives me a chance to work with those safeties on run fits yeah. and things that we're going to see game plan-wise going into that week. So yeah. it really gives us a great opportunity there. And, it, you know, if we're going to run a lot of joker package and if we're going to see a lot of different stuff, we'll do a lot of barrel work as well. We're able to sit there and go fast in formations and make those guys communicate and just understand what they're getting. And so, but his job responsibilities, it, it's as simple as this. All he has to do is he's, a, he's the alley player on run. He's just going inside out. He's that quarterback on option. And if pass shows, he's read the quarterback to play in the middle of the field. That's all he, that's his, that's all he does. Yeah. We make it yeah. as, as, as simple as possible for him. Uh, to where he's our extra, he's our bonus guy, if you will. You know, mm-hmm. if he messes up for whatever reason, it's too aggressive on the run. We're okay in the back end. It's not something we're counting on. Right. It's just extra. right. And so that's the way we do that. In our uh, in our in our three man front, our Mike linebacker's job becomes super simple. All he's doing is find the quarterback. He's an overlap player on the run, and he's gonna sit there and spy the quarterback. And when he has a window to go get the quarterback, he's our add on, and he's gonna go get the quarterback because at a bear. You know, we, I know a lot of guys, I know Coach Coon, for example, he tells those guys he got the bounce on the, as, a, you know, as a rusher uh, on a, as a, those three techniques. For us, we tell those guys get uh, affect the quarterback. We're not going to give you contain. So we tell those guys affect the quarterback. I, you, you don't have contain. So in a bare front, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when that quarterback's going to stick the pocket. Right. And so for our Mike linebacker in that look, it's going to be a much slower read to go get that quarterback because those three linemen are going to eat up the middle. So whenever that quarterback does escape the pocket, he's able to go track him down right now and go make the play. 
and his body position takes away that low hole where when teams are running shallows or checkdowns, his body position kind of takes those routes away. So here's an example of us playing just a cover three concept, uh, 21 personnel. Uh, and we get this a lot too. So now you're going to get uh, here's a load option where they're running an option on the defender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and this is something you're going to see a lot of, especially if you're in three techniques. You're going to probably see more option teams. Uh, here's the thing with that. You know, a lot of teams are, you know, a lot of offensive line coaches I've talked to is when you tell them you're going to play bear, they say, I'm going to run speed option. Well, here's the kicker on that. If you're an option team, I will respect your option. If you're not an option team, we don't, we don't, three options not that big of a deal because your alignment are going to be bigger offensive alignment. They don't work in use. They work in the scoop blocks and get the second level. And a lot of times your quarterback's not an option guy either. And so, uh, you know, we don't really worry about those types of teams on option games. We work it, but it's not something that's going to affect us, I guess, out of there. Right. Now, if we're playing a true option team and that quarterback's the guy and they're good and they're, you know, they're lineman, that's what they do, we're probably not going to run bear that week. We'll probably run uh, a different front. And I'll talk about that here in a little bit. But, you know, for us, bear front is by far our number one front uh, out of the three-man front. And so, and again, it allows us to keep the box. Now we're able to get to an eight-man box. And biggest coaching point, when you're getting lateral run game, because you're going to get it, that's what we get mainly out of this is, you know, perimeter run game because it's hard to get at the middle. Uh, the biggest coaching point, when the ball is moving lateral, get your head on the swivel and overall block. So everybody in that back end, when we're getting perimeter run game, you know, they're working laterally and we're working overall block because uh, if you go under a block, you're going to be out of the play. You're, you're, you might as well be sitting on the sideline because you're, ne- you're not going to be able to make that play. So, you know, I tell those guys, if you ever go under a block, you have to make the play because if you don't, you're out of the play. Yeah. And so, uh, again, you can see our structure here. There's the, the bear look. There's our mic, there's our safety, and then here's our two linebackers on the perimeter. And so all we tell those guys, here's how easy as it is. If it's two back, we line up on the line of scrimmage. If it's one back, we line up five yards deep. That's as simple as it gets. Uh, or if I have a, we treat a tight end as two back. So if it's tight end or H back, that's two back for us. So we're going to be on the line of scrimmage with our outside backers. And that's as simple as it gets for those guys. Their pass responsibility, nothing changes for them. They're doing the same stuff they've done. Forever. All they're doing is they're just carrying the box. He has the first thing outside the box in this way, right? And he has the first thing outside the box in this way. So if, a, if a, you know if the back came out of the backfield, he'd cover him. That's that's about as simple mm-hmm. as it gets for those linebackers. Yeah. And they're pretty much doing the same responsibility in the majority of the coverages that we do. So again, just trying to keep the box simple. Uh, you know, here and again, we're getting uh, we're getting option, and, and they try to reach our three technique. They kind of get him right there, and he kind of works back to it late. But everyone else is going to be overall blocked. You see our guys on you know, top of those blocks and forcing that ball to go to the sideline and using our speed and our pursuit and effort as our to our advantage. All right, the next front that we run uh, besides bear front is our head front. Head front for us is going to be head up fours. We're going to be fours and a zero. Uh, now we're a two gap team out of our out of our uh, four man front, and so out of this right here, we run the exact same technique with those guys. So we're two gapping. Uh, from a head up four. Um, and so we like, you know, we have bigger, those are both defensive ends right there in that picture at the outside spots. And so what we're doing with those ends is if I get a down block by that tackle, we're doing the same thing every other team in the country is doing. They're going to squeeze the, they're going to squeeze the down block, play everything inside out and be a scope player, just like everybody else would. Uh, where we're different is if we're getting a base block by those tackles, uh, we're far enough, we're telling them we're going to go vertical for the crotch of the tackle. And we're going to peak the B gap on base block. And so we want to, again, push that ball to the perimeter to the C gap. So we want to play on the inside portion of that body on, on the inside zone scheme. 
Uh, and if we get a reach block by those tackles, we're vertical to the B-gap. We don't care about the tackle at all. Yeah, we're yeah. Gonna, we're going to set the defense right now in the B-gap. We, we do the exact same thing minus how we play base blocks. And uh, I had never done it before until I got here at Pleasant Grove. And I love it because kind of like what you are talking about with the nose earlier about it takes a lot of pressure off of him. When you're playing a yeah. four, we call it a flex. Now there, there, there's, there's no more threat of getting reached. Uh, no. Just come off and attack the man in front of you. If he's reaching, you fall behind it. Just don't get reached by the guard. Uh, if he's it. if he's down block, then you're then we're what we'd say punch and we're punching and surfing down the line of scrimmage. So I, I love that. I love playing fours and and um and, and I and I liked how you I like how you play base you know how, how you play base blocks. We're not there yet. Um, you know I don't want to switch too much too many things up with our linebackers and their fits, but that's that's definitely something I like as well. So for our outside linebackers, I'm telling them everything's big gap for you. You're yeah. an outside linebacker. Your fit is a big gap. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, that's the same of a four-man front. You know, we went, uh, uh, I guess it was three or four years ago, we went to Northwest Missouri State. If you, ever, if you guys ever have a chance to go visit with uh, Coach Wright and his staff, man, they are unbelievable. Uh, and it's un- under Ray, been uncanny on defense for forever up there. Um, and they're a 4-3 defense as well. Uh, but that's where we got the two-gap scheme from. That's where that's where we got it from. And so we, we went up there and visited with those guys. And, uh, you know, we've done it ever since. And it's been a game changer for us because, you know, we used to be a team where we used to say, don't get reached. And you sit there and you see outside zone schemes and you're running to the sideline. And, hey, coach, I didn't get reached, but you're on the, you're, you know, you're on <laughs> yeah. the tick marks on the sideline. Yeah. And the ball cuts back right. 10 yards before you're, you're there. So uh, it's been a game changer for us. And I, I don't know if I'd ever go back, but we do the same thing on four minutes. We're just going to two depth those ends. So, whether we're head up fours or we're in a five technique, it's still a two gap technique for those guys. Yep. Yep. And for the nose, it's, it's nothing different. Now we don't get in that. The, and again, the secondary uh, dictates the run fit. So we'll talk about coverages here in a minute after we get up front and I'll explain kind of how we do those things there. So right here, you can see right here, uh, we're in a head front here. So we're in fours and a zero. We'll find a cover three concept. So uh, it's a, now our cover three is a match cover three, so we're going to match all the concepts as far as what we see there. Uh, but here you see us getting a base block with that tackle on the end on the right side, and you see us firing off, and we attack the inside portion, and now he's able to throw that guy off and go make the tackle. Yeah. Um, and so you see how it, we make a lot of plays with our ends running this two gap scheme, just because it, you know for us to force those tackles to be, uh, they, they have to be physical and they have to win the one on one, and it's hard to protect tackles. And offensive line is the hardest place to recruit to, and that's the hardest place to find. It doesn't matter if you're uh, high school, middle school, college, NFL, those linemen are hard to get. Um, and so when we can put those guys on the island, and, and we like to be big, so you know, we're going to have bigger bodies that are athletic out there. You know, our philosophy kind of, you know, I guess about four years ago kind of went from, you know, we used to be more of a speed kill thing up front, and we'd have ladder linemen to where now it's, kinda, you know, it's hard to beat it. It's hard to beat big men. It's hard to move them. And so we like big bodies because we can be physical at the point of attack, but we can kind of control those linemen. So you see right there, we're getting a base block. He's able to come off the inside and, and be a, a fit on the run. So now teams can't get that true one-on-one that they want uh, with those guys. You know, here we're able to play a Tampa concept but still play fours. Um, and, you know, right there, we're able to just get penetration with our nose uh, and make this play here. Uh, you stay better from the end zone. But here we're in fours and a zero, and here we end up shading him based on a call uh, where we can shade that guy. But all we're doing is firing off. Uh, you know, all, we're, all that nose is doing, that's actually a defensive end playing the nose. Uh, so, you know, it's a passing scenario. 
at the end of the game, we put uh, three defensive ends in the game, and, and you know it's the same stuff. Yeah, you know for those guys, and so it allows those guys to be really aggressive uh, to be able to do the things you want them to do. And that's of course being multiple. It doesn't matter, uh, you know, as long as the how is very simple, you can do you can do more stuff with those guys. Uh, same thing there. Here we're getting a down block. Uh, you know, when we work a down block, we're not going to take a one for one. That's just not who we are. Right. Uh, we're going to look to the inside half of the man and use our hands and get vertical. Uh, and so we want to try and always get a two for one. And we want the end to be a factor in the play still rather than being down. So once we get a down block, we squeeze, work to the inside half of the man and work vertical. So yep. That's all he's trying to do right there. And then for the backers, you'll see the outside backer is a box player, the inside backer is a skill player. Uh, and then there's the fit. And so our Mike backer spills a little bit late, but he gets inside leverage at the end. And then that's as simple as the scheme gets for. Uh, here we're playing uh, head front again. And here we're playing squats and hats concept, playing cover two to the boundary. And so now you see the corner has to show up as the run for, as the force player. Uh, so now, you know, th- there's your extra overhang. Yeah. And he's got to yeah. be and, and our cover two is a trap cover two. We don't play, we don't have a cover two scheme in our playbook where we're going to get hands on one and ride the guy from outside leverage. We just don't, it's just not our philosophy of what we want with those guys. Uh, so for us, uh, whether we're playing Tampa or just squats and hats, we're going to be a trap technique for those guys where they're heavily involved in the run game. Uh, and so for us, when we're getting that run action, you see our corners, we want them making plays or at least showing up in the backfield. Yeah. Um, like this right here. So, okay, this is the scenario that I was asking you about, again, kind of our pre-interview that, that you see that, that can – you know, uh, it's kind of a fair way for offenses to attack this set right here is to check to, you know, quarterback run game to that weak side, whether it be like, yep. you know, uh, just a quarterback lead with the running back going or even, even like you said, even an option. I guess, you know, when you're, when you're playing your trap coverage and you're sending that corner in there, how do you get that corner to, to, to buy into that? Because that's usually not there. You know, not 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 what you're asking them to do, and it, and it's one thing having a safety come up and fit the run, but now you have a corner going and being your force player. Uh, you know, how how do you how do you train that that kid to do that? And what does he talk so about his his here, Here's how job. easy the run fit is because he's still a pass defender too, and so all he's doing is he's getting backfield action. So he, yeah. he does the same run fit that our outside linebackers utilize when they're lined up off number two. So our vision keys, we teach the same vision keys for outside linebackers. As a corner who's a force player, a safety who's a force player. Anytime we have a defender who's going to be edge setter, we use the same visual key every time. So all he's doing, he's cross in the back. And his rules are if you get any action in the backfield, you're gone. 100 miles an hour. you got to be able to show up. You can't get blocked by one. you got to fit inside of him and work vertical. And you got to attack the mesh right now. If you don't get run action by him, now we're playing squats in half. And now you're the flat player. And you're able to sink off the underneath them more receiver. Yeah. And so for everything for him, so the same thing here, you know, especially in camp, you know, you know, where I take the safeties once a week and work run fits. In camp, I take those corners once a week when we work the same run fits, but now we're working with those guys having to work vision keys and yeah. having to be able to pull the trigger and do those things as well. Uh, and so our cover two, our corners love our cover two stuff because it's like a playoff for those guys, especially in the pass game. You know, you're not, you don't have to sit there with verticals all day long. You're able to kind of be a free five. It's kind of like playing backyard football, if you will, where, you know, those guys are going to be heavily involved in a lot of plays where there's run or pass. Yeah. And so, and for us, he's not a run player if there's two skills this side. So, like, right here, right, 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 right. So right. He is, he's a run player here. Right. If they had to put another receiver over here, he wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have been this aggressive. Right. 
So his eyes are just on the mesh. Once he gets mesh, he's gone. Yeah. That's as simple as it is. Now he's just an outside in tackler. So now we're you know we're playing cover two stuff. We're gonna we kick the backers in and get to a three two box, and that's how we play our cover two stuff uh, to be able to keep the box the same. So now both inside backers are skill players, and now the corner and the outside backer uh, to the strong side are the box players. All right, and that's our uh, that's our head front. And the next front we'll talk about is our dime front. This is going to be more for passing scenarios. Uh, this is not a front that we're going to jump into if we think it's going to be run. It's just not sound. It's not sound versus the run. We're not going to be plus one on any scenario. Uh, you have uh, you know huge huge gaps, the big gaps that are open. Uh, and, you know we can cancel those with line stunts, but for us, if we're getting into a five and a zero, it's going to be a passing scenario all the way. Um, and so, so here you know as a five technique for us, we're telling those defensive ends we're going to stop the run on the way to the quarterback. Uh, so we, we're telling those guys, if we're calling this front, we're calling this front because we're trying to attack the quarterback in the pass game. And that's all it is right there. So uh, if, if you're playing fives and a zero and you're struggling to stop the run, uh, don't play fives and a zero. Yeah, yeah. It's hard, it's hard to stop the run. Uh, so here's an example. It's, you know, it's third down to 15 in this look. We're playing a fives and a zero. We're playing Tampa behind it. Uh, so we're able to play a squats and hats concept, but now we're able to take away the middle of the field. And now we're able to still be options down. Uh, you know, third and 15, most teams are going to throw the ball. If they run the ball, it's to give up down. And we're just going to make sure that we're sound uh, in the run fit. Or, you know, if it's third and 15 and they got five yards running the ball, we're okay. It's fourth and 10, we're going to be fine. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's that's a scenario where this is a run play when they're running option and we're still option sound. Uh, but that's, you know, we're not calling that defense to stop the run. And, right. You know, our guys, are, you know, they're able to react to do those things. But, this is all obviously the same thing here playing Tampa again. And so we play a lot of Tampa. Tampa to me, I think uh, I think whether you're a high school or college, I think Tampa is one of the biggest answers to the uh, air raid and 10 personnel offense, if you will. If you're a 10 personnel team, Tampa is a killer. And it really means and a lot of people say they have answers, but it's a it's a quarterback, it's a quarterback clue coverage. Everything's based on him. And so you're able to cover a lot of zones. Uh, and for us, if, if we're playing teams that have better skill than our skill, we're going to play a lot more Tampa, and we're going to force you, your quarterback to be the guy. And uh, a lot of times, again, you know, we're going to get a lot of interceptions, and we're going to make a lot of plays on it. And so, you know, I don't know how many guys run Tampa, but I would definitely highly suggest if it's not something you're utilizing, I would talk to some folks and have it be part of your package because it, it is such a uh, – it is such a relief for your corners. It's such easy coverage to put in. It's probably the easiest coverage that we run of any coverage that we run. And your secondary players are going to love it. It's, you know, every time we run Tampa, they feel like there's a chance they're going to get an interception. And those for those corners, especially, they're able to be ultra aggressive. Walk us through really quick, Coach. Um, just just the, the responsibilities of those guys, of those secondary guys in your Tampa stuff, uh, especially your, your safeties. Okay. So we play our safeties 15 yards deep in our Tampa stuff. And, and the reason we say 15, here's, here's, the, here's the thing that a lot of coaches get tied into. Have an identity and have an idea of what you want out of your players. And what I mean by that is you'll see a lot of players or a lot of programs where you're playing cover two and they have those safeties anywhere from 10 to 12 yards. And they're asking those safeties, hey, we want you to be part of the run game and the pass game. And for us, we just don't think we can do that. So for us, now, if we're playing a cover two concept, the whole key of cover two is to take away the deep pass. We want offenses to know that we're a deep pass defender. We want to give those, they're a pass player 100% of the way. 
Uh, and so we want those guys to be able to cover ground. And so by playing them deep, we're able to cover a lot more ground with those guys uh, and play that deep half technique. And so, you know, they're not a run fit player whatsoever. You're not, if they're making a play in the run game, that means it's really messed up the front six. Um, and so for our, our corners, we play them inside leverage in one. We play them seven yards off of one. And they're a trap corner. And so, like, right here, they have two skill on their sides on both sides. So they're mm -hmm. not playing the run. Right. Their run fit is going to be a bubble. That's their run fit. If we got a bubble by two, that's their run act. Um, and so they're they're a true flat player. And everything for them is being a quarterback. That's, it's everything for us is three-step to five-step. And if we get three-step by the quarterback, all rules are off. Go be a football player. So, you know, if we get, a, you know, quarterback sets the speed immediately, and we're getting bubble. Go get it right now. You're not wrong. And so we tell yeah. those corners, it's like backyard football. You're never wrong. You're, we always have you over the top. You can be as aggressive as need be. And so on three step, we're aggressive. But for our outside linebackers, so we have a little linebacker right here and we have a strong right here. They're just pro players. So all they're doing is reading the quarterback and they're just holding the curl. And so for us, you know, we always know who's at fault on the route. So like if they threw a vertical route by one and they hit a whole shot on it. All right, well, they threw a fastball to number one. It's on the corner. My corner didn't think he didn't get in the window. Uh, we know whose fault it is. If they put Aaron underneath that ball and he lost it down the field, it's on the safety. We right. know exactly exactly who the ball's on. It's the same thing on the inside. You know, if we're getting a vertical seam by number two and he throws a fastball to that number two receiver, it's on the outside linebacker all day long, 100% of the time. Uh, if he has to put air underneath it, now it's going to be on our middle of the field safety. And so, uh, or a high safety. So, you know, that's that's how we're, we're coaching that. But everything's based on that quarterback's drop. So if he's getting depth playing five-step, you're going to see our guys get depth as well and sink off all across the board. They're all using the same technique right here. So our corners and backers are doing the exact same thing as far as uh, technique goes. We do the same drill for the corners and the backers, the same drill um, that we use those guys on. It's all quarterback-based. It's a high-to-low coverage. Unless it's three-step, three-step, we're taking away everything because – I'm telling those backers, if they catch a hitch or a slant, it's on you. 100% of the day, it's on you. They can't throw a hitch or slant. <coughs> Excuse me. And so three-step, so, that outside backer on three-step, he's now driving number two. He's driving the throw right now. Yeah. I tell him, make the quarterback throw it through you or over you. Yeah. And so if he throws it through you, it's interception. If he throws it over you, it gives the defender behind you a chance to make a play on the ball. Hmm. And so and then our, our middle field player, He's playing vertical two to two. So he's the middle field. He's keying off the quarterback. And if you were to get two vertical threats right here, he's going to go wherever the quarterback's vision point goes. So if vision was to go here, he's hash to hash player. So this is his this yeah. is his world right here. The moment we have one the moment one of those number two receivers is not vertical. So let's say you just got a shallow route right there. Now he just has to find the vertical route by the number two receiver on this side. So if you're getting a dig concept right there, he's able to sit on the dig and drive it. Because we have, you know, we have a pro player sitting right here, and we have a pro player sitting right here, but now we're able to drive yeah. that as, as well. Yeah. Whereas if this guy were to go vertical, then he would cover that route all the way vertical as well. And so uh, Tampa, that, I mean, that's 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 kind of you know that's kind of our our go to. If we're going to see ten personnel teams, that uh, you know, if you're if you're a ten personnel team and, and and you're a team whose identity is to throw the football. Which you know through breakdown, you know, you know, if you're doing the, if you're doing your your scouting report and you're going through the numbers and you're looking at, hey, I'm, and if it's two by two and it's ten personnel and it's, uh, you know, we're looking at sixty percent pass. Well, anything over sixty percent for us, we consider that a high tendency. 
But if we're seeing a lot of 60 and 70% tendencies on pass, we have no issue playing Tampa all the time with those things. Uh, if you're playing, if you're 50 50 and you're going to run the ball a lot more, we might not play as much Tampa. We might mix in a lot more quarters or cover one or different things to try to get more guys involved to run, uh, especially that Joker play. You know, our Joker players pass player first in Tampa. You know, in Tampa, we're plus one in the pass game and we're, we're kind of playing zero count football in the run game, if you will. But we're still playing, you know, here's my box player over here and here's my box player over here. Uh, so when that ball goes to the perimeter, he should make the play inside the number two receiver. If he goes outside of him, now our corner should make the pass. If he got cracked and it goes outside of him, now that's where the secondary contains. And so that's kind of how we play Tampa. So okay. you'll see some clips on here. And, and I've done some, I've done clinics where we did clinics just on Tampa. Uh, but you can kind of see how we're able to take away all those threats. So you can kind of see how everything's facing the quarterback. And so you can sit there and go, oh, hey, he's open and he's open and he's open. But the problem is that quarterback's not looking at them. He's getting depth and he's trying to find his deeper route. And so for us, everything is high to low. Now, when his vision point goes to our route, you'll see these guys start driving those guys. And so that's how, that's how, so, you know, for us, throw this late to the flat, we'll rally to make yeah. that tackle. Yep. We're okay with that. If you throw it quick to the flat, we're going to get a tackle for loss. And so now, you know, this is a third down and 10. We're able to play dying. We're, we're playing two, two fives. And, and again, you see our defensive end take the inside step right there, and he gets he's able to make the sack on the quarterback. So <laughs> one thing we do with our ends is our ends you don't have contained. And any and, and unless we have a tag, we have a tag for it if we want those guys to contain rush, but they're not contained, or unless game plan says otherwise. So uh if we we tell those ends, if you're getting an overset by that tackle, uh you can go inside, you can take the inside move. Now we tell those guys, if you take the inside move, the coaching point is you have to press vertical immediately. Right, uh, so, so you don't get washed. Right here to the boundary, you can't, you can't make it look like a stunt and get washed across the field. So once you get that, you work vertical, and we want to affect the quarterback to get him off his point. So even if he escaped us and got outside the perimeter, our Mike linebacker is still a spy player, but we still have somebody responsible for the quarterback in the second level. If that makes sense. Yeah, and and I mean, look, somebody's getting, someone's getting a, an earful going over to the sideline there for Saul Ross getting sacked with, with with a three man pressure. So, uh, some, it, it's amazing. It, it's amazing how many sacks you get out of a three man pressure. That's what's important. It's uh, but you know, here's an example of us playing single high, and again, it's a third down and a long call, and we're again showing pressure, uh, and then on the snap, we're backing out of it. And so this was a game plan thing. So you see our defensive end kill right here. Yeah. This isn't something we do on a regular basis. This was a game plan deal where their their top play on third down and long was just throw the flare to the running back and block on the perimeter and see what they can get. Uh, and so our game plan was if we called dime, dime was an automatic kill front for us. Meaning if we got faster than by the back that week, it was an automatic we're yeah. gonna take the flare. And if it's if they throw it, we'll take it. Now we don't have a man to man, but we're gonna take away the quick throw. And so, you know, game plan wise, we knew that was a thing. So that was the thing we game planned in that week. And so again, you know, now the play's ruined, and now the quarterback has to pick it up. And you know, Mike linebacker's a spy, and there's your sack. And so that's about as simple as it gets right there. Again, showing pressure, able to back out of it, and now able to get to where we need to get to. And again, offenses do the best job of it. They're smoke and mirror. They, you know, offenses nowadays. 
you know, they're going to motion, they're going to fly sweep, they're going to orbit, they're going to, you know, uh, motion the H-back and bring them back across. So all we're trying to do is we're trying to do the exact same thing on defense. We want to sit there and be able to do the same thing. We want to be able to line up the different looks and on the snap move the different looks. And so that's the whole key of everything we're trying to accomplish is really the same thing offenses are trying to do to us for the last however many years. Yeah, right, um, right. We're, we're dictating to the offense as opposed to the other way around, which is what it has right. been for a long time. And, and if you watch film on us and you're an offensive coordinator, it probably doesn't take you very long to figure out that, hey, they're moving, they're going from too high to single high. But here's the deal. You know, it's not, I'm not trying to beat that 40-year-old offensive coordinator at the yep. press box that watches film all week. I just have to be able to play games with an 18- to 22-year-old kid playing quarterback who maybe has limited experience, maybe has a lot of experience, but still, uh, you know, he's the guy that has to make those decisions. And so if we can affect that guy, we feel like we have a chance to make a lot of plays. No doubt. No doubt. And so now we'll kind of get in the coverage concept of it. Uh, is there any questions on the three fronts I showed you right there? We have some other fronts that we play. A, we call it a pirate front. We play a three, a zero, and a five. Um, I know a lot of teams will run that as well. Uh, we like to put the three technique to the running back side and put the five technique away from the running back side. That's something we, we, we do on that. Um, you know, as a change-up, it's not something we do a ton of, but it is a change-up front. And then on third down, the long calls, you can get the, whatever exotic calls you want to get into with the fronts. We've done all sorts of stuff with those guys where it's want to put them all on one side. Uh, we, you know, we had it where we put a three. We had two threes and a five, and then made the linebackers be the false keys on the other linemen just to try to change up the looks for the for the pass protection. So, and, and, and the big thing with defensive line play and really coordinator play, that is the one thing we do every week is we're going to break down offenses, pass protection, and huddle. And right. So that's one thing we do every week. So, you know, you, you know, for us, 50 is five-man protection. With the back free releasing to the left, 51 is five-man protection. With the back free releasing to the right. And the same thing, it's 60 or 61. 60 is going to be six-man protection with the running back. Now he's to the left side. If it's 61, the back's to the right side. So we have a number system for pass protections of how we're able to label it huddle and do those things. So, uh, you know, the biggest thing we're looking for when we're doing those the breakdowns of pass protections and create the game plan for a pass rush, um, we're looking for how many times do offenses change up the protections. What I mean by that is how, you know, <clears throat> most offenses are going to do the same stuff. They're going to half slide, half, ma uh, half man. They're going to go big on big. They can go full slide. Uh, but it's all the same. No, no one's recreating the will and pass protection. Uh, but what we're looking for is can we get a beat on where the man side is? Yeah. Uh, and so for us, you know, common sense football, the running backs are very simple key a lot of the times on where the man side is. A lot of times he's the man side and away from the zone side. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to see how many times do they, uh, do they, do they um, um, switch the running back? How, how often do they uh, take him from one side and then put him on the other? Uh, and so that's the biggest thing we're looking for. So when we're tagging it, uh, and we're sitting there saying, hey, it's uh, 61 flash. Flash means it was 61 protection, so the back ended up on the right-hand side, but flash means it started on the opposite side. So that tells us some protection. You know, so we're doing a breakdown. You're sitting there going, hey, it's 10 personnel, two by two. You know, they, they say they threw the ball 20 times, and twice they ran flash protection where they flashed the back. Over. Okay, well, odds are pretty good in my favor that uh, if I want to bring a pressure or a line movement or any of those things, I can attack the running back at 99% of the time, I'm going to be right. Yeah. And so that gives us an easy way. Now, you know, some offenses are getting better. They're, they're, they're hipping the back before the snap. They're flashing them after the snap. 
And when offenses do those, it's, it's harder on the defenses. Now you can't attack the running back as much. Now you're doing more field boundary or left and right or tight end or no tight end and trying to find other other ways to try to get an advantage. But that's an easy, simple way. And especially with no huddle offense that are up-tempo, they're usually the easiest offenses to find protections on because usually they're trying to go so fast, they just get lined up. But usually you can find a good fit for those running backs um, versus those type of offenses. So yeah, uh, that's a that's a that's a simple tip to try to look for. Uh, I'm sure most people already do it, but that's just how we try to do our pass rush because we'll we'll create a game plan every week of how we want to get our D line attack in the front and and also going into our stunt and pressure packages as well. No, that's that's a great uh, little uh, just nugget there because you know I know that uh, and 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 I mentioned this a few episodes ago when we were talking about the same topic of breaking down offensive lines pass protection uh, just and. The, you know, myself just needing a system and and the coach that I was talking to had a very similar system to what you're talking about. And I think that that makes it so much easier. Uh, and, and you can say that now the kids and everybody, all the coaches know what's going on. And then, then you now know how to attack it specifically. And you can pick up on those little tells and tendencies, especially from Correct. a running back. That's it. That's, that's all it is right there. Um, and so that, that's, that's how we attack protection. So, um, that's pretty much that's pretty much all we're doing there. So we, it's not something that's that, that's a huge deal, but it's something where you know I think it's important to break down protection because a lot of people say, "Hey, we'll just watch it." Uh, the problem is when I run that when I run the stats, I know exactly how many times they flash fake and how many times they don't, uh, or how many times they hit the back at the snap but before the snap and move them sides. And you can pick up a lot of tells. And you'll have some teams that's a hundred percent tennis. I mean, it's just every single time, no matter what, you're going to get what you want. And so those are ways where if you're just watching it and not putting it in the, the data, uh, sometimes that can get overlooked. And so, and sometimes it's scenario based. Sometimes they only flash them on third downs on long because that's when the offense corner is thinking about it. Right. And right. So it's and find those tips out as well. Yeah. So well, we'll move to the coverage portion of this. Uh, is there any more, do you have more questions for front end play? No, I, I, no I, I think that's it. I think I got it. Just, just understanding. You know how you guys are. I really like the four stuff and love obviously the three technique stuff um, out of your uh, what was that your uh, your bare front and uh, yeah. like I said like the four the four stuff out of your head front. So I think that's all really great stuff. Perfect. So coverage wise, so this is our this is our base coverage. And I'm sure everybody got, you know, whatever coverage you do is fine. Um, you know we're we're gonna play a check system. Is what we do. So we call it. It's just a check defense. And so all we're doing is we're playing base football. We're checking coverage based on look. And so our safeties are the quarterbacks of the defense. They're in charge of the defense. Uh, you know, we've gone through all the prep of those guys, and, and so they're making the calls to the back end. So they have a they have a few calls that they can utilize inside our world of packages uh, to get us the best uh, coverage possibility that we can be in. So. Uh, for us, we're putting a, a quarter scheme here, and, and we play quarters a few different ways. Uh, we have a few ways of playing quarters. We have a, a palms concept where, you know, everyone's going to have some sort of palms concept where our corner is possibly outright at two, and our safeties uh, read two to one as well. So if two is out, they find one and uh, doing those things. Uh, and then we also have a lock concept where we lock it up where the corner has number one vertical, and our safety is responsible for the vertical and out of number two. So now it's becoming more of a man concept in the back end as well. Uh, for our outside linebackers, they're doing the same job in all of our quarters game. They're going to be curl players. They're curl flat players, but they're going to hold the curl until something takes them to the flat. And the only thing that's going to take them to the flat will be a back out of the backfield 
or shallow coming across the formation. That's it. Other than that, they're going to hold the curl. That makes it as simple as possible for those guys. Uh, and our Mike linebacker is playing the quarterback, and our joker player is playing the middle of the field. And that's as simple as our quarter scheme gets. Uh, so for us, you know, less is more. We don't want to complicate things. Uh, we want to make things as easy as possible for those guys in the back. And, you know, we simplified our palms concept. You know, we don't do the palms concept like, you know, a lot of teams are going to read. If you get a quick out by two, the corner drives it, takes the drive to one. But if it's a five-yard out by two, the corner stays on one and the backer takes it. We, you know, we used to do that, and we had some teams that would take advantage of those rules. And you'll find where teams are no longer making simple reads by the number two. Now it's a, is it a breaking at three yards? Is it breaking at four yards? Is it climbing to five yards? And, you know, where's that gray area? So for us, we just took the gray out of it. Our corner has the first out route. Our safety has the first deep end. And that's as simple as it gets. We no longer have to work two to one reads anymore because yeah. we simplified it. We don't have to sit there and say, have, and, and sit there and work all the, we work concepts. We don't have to sit there and work half line scale with those guys all day long like we used to uh, because we had to work that gray area so often. Uh, and if we're playing a lot concept, it's, man, it's almost a man's game anyway. Right. So it, you, know, you don't need to work any uh, half line scale there. It's just off man, if you would. And so those are the those are the base ways we play quarters. We have a few other ways that we play as well, uh, but those can be more game plan type scenarios for us. Um, and so that's kind of you know. So our safeties have the option of which which coverage they're going to call as far as which version of quarters. Um, and so usually we go in a game with two or three versions of quarters. Uh, and it's going to be based off looks, we let based off splits, and it's going to be based off tendency. And so that's kind of how we, we put it in those, in those guys' hands. And we, it's my job, the course of the week, to coach those guys up on what is the best fit in each scenario. And, but at the end of the day, they're going to live with the calls that they make. Yeah. And so um, here you go. So right here, we're playing this is a person 10. So you see here, we're playing a, a two high shell, playing a quarter scheme. Uh, so we're getting to it, you know, you're getting to a three, four defense using the extra safety. Uh, and on, on this side over here, all right, they're playing a palms concept. So they're letting everything unfold. On this side up here, they're playing more of a lock concept. So you'll see how on, on one play, <coughs> we're playing two different concepts on two different sides. And so you'll see right here how, how simple it is where the boundary here, you know, we're kind of getting the same route concept on both sides. Uh, but on one side, you see how we let it unfold uh, and we're able to play the route. And on the other side, we're driving the routes because it's more of a man scheme right. of quarters. Uh, and a lot of it's based off personnel. I mean, if you look at this concept over here, that's a tight end right here uh, playing the number two receiver. All right, well, a tight end versus safety is a pretty easy matchup for us. That's not something that we have a lot of fear about. Uh, whereas down here, we got two skill down here. You know, two receivers, they can, they can go, you know, they're going to both run a little faster. So, uh, you know, there we're playing a lock concept on one side, and we're playing a zone concept on the other, and we're able to take those windows away. Uh, and then that gives us an opportunity to be able to uh, make the play on the quarterback or, uh, you know, here, make the play on the receivers. So, uh, biggest coaching point here is because this happens at every level. I don't know how many times you see on film where a quarterback scrambles or breaks the pocket, and then somebody in the back end pulls the quarterback up and dumps it over the top for a huge play down the field. Uh, we have what we call plaster rules in the back end. So our secondary knows that whenever we get a quarterback to scrambling, our job is to block the nearest man up and play man-to-man -man coverage wherever he goes in the field. And so if I'm a corner or a safety, I'm never going to pull the quarterback up. If I'm a linebacker, if I have no work, I can go pull the quarterback up. Okay. But if I'm covering the running back, i got to cover the running back. 
And so right there, you, you see how you see how the linebackers are driving three steps. You know, right there, they're trying to hit the slant route by number one or the curl route by number one. Uh, so see the linebackers trying to get in that window, and now all of a sudden, you know, he's break contained because you know we're not going to have contained with three technique, uh, and we get the pressure with their outside linebacker in this look. So here's Bear. Now, right there, did you you bump you bumped him out to a four? So yeah, so we actually went. This is actually a pirate front. This okay, is okay, this is I got gotcha. you. So it started off as bear, and then we went to pirate. Okay. And also, things you can do as well. Uh, you know, if you have lighter guys, you're kind of worried about playing uh, three technique. We have move calls as well with those guys, but we can line those guys up in fives and send them to the big gap to stop to get the bears. Well. Right, right. Just to try to make it to where those guys aren't always getting those uh, tackles beaten down on. Them. Same thing here. We're playing bear. We're playing quarters again. Uh, here we're playing a, a zone concept on both sides. So here, here you see on both sides more of a, uh, of a palms concept. So we're getting the screen. Corners responsible for screening. Our safeties have screen and go. And you see the Joker player number thirty-three uh, playing the, the Joker season. So he's sitting there playing the hole, and that's as easy as a job as it gets. And you, you know, the biggest thing for that state, extra safety, we like to find guys that are, are pretty smart football players. We prefer to have smarter players there, just because it's going to be a low rep, high predict, uh, pr productivity. Uh, yeah, defense. yeah. So if you have somebody who's kind of the guy who's a see ball, get ball. We usually try not to put him in that position just because that guy probably needs a lot of reps to like, uh, operate that. We've, right. had, we've had four or five guys that can operate that position. It's, really, it's not that hard. It's just it's easier if you have a guy that's, that's a low-maintenance type guy on the field. And he's still reading the quarterback here. Uh, even, still, reading the, yeah. still reading the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I start the quarterback. He's looking for the backfield for a running. <laughs> and so right here, same thing. Uh, here we're getting a team where they're running uh, – Acting like they're running quarterback power or counter, uh, and then off of that they're trying to run uh, out routes by the number two receiver. Um, you know, and they're they're you know not supposed to block with the ball being thrown on a five yard out route, but you know, offense they kind of get to do whatever they want to do. That's right. Days, yeah, but, yeah. We uh, could we could have a devote a whole episode to just talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I mean, all we're doing still is playing a you know a palms concept to that side. And so here we're playing a, a head front. So we're playing two fours. In a zero, we have a line, two linebackers with the linebacker and the joker playing the front. You can see how there's the, there's there's a joker player playing run, <laughs> and again he just face face the ball carrier. And so for us, it's a simple scheme. And then right here, here we're roll take we're going to a cover three scheme. So we're getting a two back team. We want to be able to play a strong box. We don't want that box to be uh, tampered with by having kick backers. So we rotate the secondary. We're playing a cover three concept here. So corners are playing thirds. Now our cover three is not a traditional. We're not a spot drop cover three team. We're not going to sit there and it's more of a. If you if you watch the you know the Nick Saban Ripley's match stuff, yeah. it's going to turn into cover one versus vertical routes, but it's cover three versus under routes. That's what we're doing out of this. So that way, again, we want to be able to match vertical routes if we're getting vertical routes. We don't want to have those guys where they're going to hit a huge seam down the middle of the field because. You know, if you're, if you're an offensive coordinator saying, hey, they're playing cover three, their answer is, hey, let's go for a vert at the inside seams. And so for us, we're going to test this man coverage for us. 
Uh, so here you see us rotating, we're playing cover three. Uh, we're, and the box is the same. We're able to maintain a uh, perimeter edge on both outside linebackers. And then we get the Mike and the Joker as the inside backers. We're able to, you know, right here, put that safety 15 yards deep in the middle of the field. And this has been a huge advantage for us. You know, a lot of times you have guys that are, you know, are you a single high guy? Are you a two high guy? And man, I, I'm an everything guy as far as that goes. You know, I've I got to be able to do both. I'm a huge believer in that because if you're just a two high guy, you're going to play quarters all day long. Man, if you're a quarters team, the first thing that those guys are going to ask you is, how do you stop the post? How do you stop the post? Because you're going to be, and if you're playing quarters, you're an open field defense in the middle of the field. The middle of the field is open. So everybody's going to attack the middle of the field. They're going to run dead post versus two. They're going to run corner post versus two. They're going to find every way to try to isolate your defender in the middle of the field. And so for us, by mixing in and playing single high as well, we're able to take away that middle of the field. We're now, if you're an offense, you're going to throw the ball to the perimeter. You're going to throw the ball to the sidelines, the number one receiver. Uh, and that's where we want the ball going anyways. And, you know, you watched enough film today where you see a lot of movement where we're showing too high, going to single high or vice versa. But where, and when the offense goes up there, they, we don't want them ever knowing is the middle field truly open or is the middle field truly closed uh, with those safeties just so we can create that little bit of doubt in that quarterback uh, to where we can try to hide the weaknesses of the defense. Because, you know, every defense is going to have the strength of the weakness. We understand right. that. We coach right. that. Uh, and so for us, it's smoke and mirrors and trying to hide the weaknesses is trying to hide the one-on-ones and, uh, you know, try to be strong where you're strong at. And so here you'll see it's a passing down right here. And you'll see where they're getting, we're getting vertical routes. And push pause, you're saying we have corner on one. You got an outside linebacker carrying the back over here or tight end. You got a linebacker carrying the running back or tight end to this side. The safety staying on two, the corner staying on one. And then our joker players finding work. So he's able to take away that understandable route over Mike route concept right there. And now we're able to sit there and have every concept covered up. And so now you're now the Mike linebacker. Here's a good example of us where the Mike linebackers are add on. All right. And now he sees a window and he goes and attacks the quarterback. And you see him make the defensive end right. The defensive end took an inside move late or outside linebacker adjust. And that's as simple as it is for those guys. So you see the Mike sees the gap pulls the trigger, the end goes inside, and we make them right. That's that's all we're doing in the back end. We're going to make the D lineman right. Same thing here. So here's your wide splits, your Baylor splits, if you will, where you get everything's you know really really wide. Yeah. Uh, we're still playing a cover three concept here, uh, trying to play a strong box. And again, you can see how everything works out. We're able to get a lot of overlap, force the ball to go to the perimeter, and then use our speed to make the tackle. And at the same time, the middle of the field is protected. So if we look at throws, you know, if, if you're playing offense here, this is probably where you're attacking on, on offense. This is probably, you know, for us, we're going to put our best corners over here because that's going to be our one-on-one matchup that we have to win. Uh, and if we need to hide this matchup, then we would show two hides, spin the single hide. You know, that's easy ways to be able to hide those. But, you know, here's the one-on-one. But if it's a one-on-one, it's going to be a one-on-one on a fade or a hitch or a slant, and that's really what he's going to be able to worry about. Now, right there, I'm sure they're they're in that formation trying to get your guys, you know, try and outnumber you on your edge here, uh, get that safety split out wide to match that, you know, the double set up top. Uh, so yep. do, do you normally want that guy? I mean, would you rather him be closer to the hash right there? Or is that where you want him? Well, we played him there just because they were running a lot of spot screen over here. Okay. So, you know, a lot of teams are going to do this stuff here, and they're going to try and get that space. We want him in a position where he can drive the screen. You. I got you. 
And so his job, he's, he's going to be, you know, for him, the ball should never get to him. You know, he's an extra hat, but, you know, here, they have a guy that can block him as well, right? Yeah. So for us, we have a seven-man box. We feel like we have enough guys in the box. So let's look right here to be able to stop any run that we have. Yeah. Coming this week. And so, it, you know, if he makes a place because the ball went all the way out laterally for him to make Yeah, I got play. you. But, he, you know, common sense rules tells him to play inside level. So his normal alignment is the outside leverage of two. We have common sense rules that we build into all of our defenses. Right. Uh, common sense rule for us, if the offense gets wide, we get tight. If the offense gets tight, we get wide. And so yeah. as he gets wider, you know, he could scoot in a couple more steps if he wanted, but he's got to be in an yeah. inside position. No, I, yeah. Do, We'll be attacking inside. Yeah. And so you see Renfitch right here. They're just running a power scheme. Uh, so that's all we're doing is squeezing down and playing power. So our outside backer is still a box player. So you see our outside backer over here. The back comes to box to the eight. All right. And then he's stretched out. And then our joker player is over the top of the block. And we're there. So there's the fit. And then right there, we're able to get, we're playing threes. And our three technique got skinny. It was able to, you know, the tackle didn't get down on them. So we're able to gain an extra hat with the three technique. But you're still gaining the mic on the backside as well. So our mic backers pace the ball carrier as well. So right here we're playing a uh, we're playing a single high. So here's an example where we're showing two high over here to a safety showing like we're playing the squats and has protecting this matchup. Um, and then on the snap, he's rotating in the middle of the field. So again, try to find a ways where you can hide matchups right there. We're still playing the same box. So the big thing out of this presentation, hopefully you get is you know, for run fit purpose, our box stays the same, whether it's yeah, 10 personnel right. or 11 personnel or 12 personnel. That, that you're not going to be able to get us out of the same fit that we're always going to be able to work. So for our guys, it's, a, it's just we're, we're able to get so many reps on it. It's the second nature for our guys to run fits. Or it's not something they have to think about. It's not something that we have to really worry about uh, misfitting, if you would. And so here you can kind of see in cover three where, you know, number two is going vertical and they're bringing number one in. Here's our cover three constable. Now he becomes the flat player and the corner takes over the third. Right. So that allows us to go attack RPO purposes. Uh, and so teams are doing this stuff right here. We're just pattern reading it where we can still match all the routes, still protect the middle of the field, and force the ball wherever we, we feel like we want the ball to go. So here we're in a pirate front. Um, so we're playing pirate right there. And, uh, you know, they messed up this box three technique. It's amazing how many times it happens in the course of the season. Uh, but this actually happens quite a bit for us right here. Wow. I think it's mainly because we switched from a four-man front to a three-man front, or it's, maybe it's something not working all the time. I don't know. Yeah. But it happens more than, than it should. So right here, again, we're playing a quarters concept right here. You kind of see how this works with motion. And see how simple this is. When we get motion, the only guys that are having to really move are our safety. Right. They're spinning a single high. And so now we're able to keep the box the same for run fits. And we're able to gain a lot of overlap on everything else. And so now, you know, here's the third down and the extra long call. We're able to create the overlap where we have bodies that can go make plays. You know, here we're using a line move with it. So 
you can kind of see here, alignment we utilize a lot is a strap the D alignment to A gap and then wrapping the nose outside. That's our that's one of our biggest line movements that we like to utilize uh, out of a out of any front. It doesn't matter if you're playing bare front or playing fours or playing fives. We do the same we do the same stunt out of all the all different fronts. Yeah. Uh, so it's simple for us uh, to where we can sit there and try to attack those things and try to just create penetration. Mainly, we do a lot on passing down, just try to mess with them. Right. Uh, yeah. Know. Eat up, eat cloudy. Make them, you know, close those windows up and, and cloudy that read a little bit. That's it. Because if you're looking at passing down, you're probably going to get a lot of quarterback draw or draw. Right. Or right. Same thing here. Just playing cover three. Uh, so you can see how it plays out right there. We're playing single high. Uh, and again, we're able to sit there and play, get body for body, and go play everything high to low. And so for us, we're getting. For us, we show pressure. We do that a lot. We're gonna show, we're gonna give the illusion of pressure a lot, whether we bring it or not. You know, we'll see. Uh, but we try to be pretty balanced as far as that goes. We're, I wouldn't say we're a blitz happy team by any stretch of the imaginations, but we are gonna bring pressure. Uh, and for us, my whole blitz philosophy really is more so is we're gonna blitz to either attack protection if we have a tip for protection, or we're gonna attack a run fit. Whether we know, you know, whether it's a power blitz or trying to attack, yeah, attack a philosopher power or counter or whatever it may be, or, you know, run a midline and trying to find ways to gain numbers that way. And so um, here again, single high. So again, you can see how we're able to get the, the hats there. So, we're, you know, here's a bubble and we have three for three. Right. So the matchup's not really there as far as being able to get guys up in space against us. Uh, but that's how we're able to. Be able to protect those things. So versus us, if you're playing, if you're playing, I mean, that's here's here's the matchup team need to go to. Uh, but and again, that's going to be that's going to be our better player. And so we, you know, we're going to put our best player over there to try and take those matchups as well. And if you have a corner that we struggle, if we're struggling at that matchup on the backside, then we'll play squats and hats. That yeah, and right, exactly. And, and, and find a way to be able to take away your weakness, or we'll show too high and spin the single high and try to take away that weakness with alignment. And so everything's kind of built into the same stuff. And then cover two, the last kind of portion of it here. Uh, but again, we're going to trap corners with the safeties on the top. So again, you know, if this was the matchup you're worried about, put the corner in the flat, put the safety to the top, and now, now this no longer is a matchup. You know, now you can force teams to have to throw the ball and get you a three-on-two concept on the backside. And so for us, we're kicking the backers in the box to get 30s, and now here's our extra safety right here. We just put him 10 yards over the ball, and he's the H-back. So if the H-back were to go vertical, we carry him vertical. If he's not vertical, then he becomes the extra hold player. And that's as simple as it gets for our safety. And he's a hard run fit player. So he's in the H. If the H blocks for run, you're going to see him get downhill, push around the yeah. plays at or behind run of scrimmage. And so for us, we still we still count this as, we still count the three here for run fits, and then the two here. So those are our five-man box in theory. But then now we have six right here, and we have seven right here, and then this would be considered our eighth man. And 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 your 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 joker is going to be unblocked theoretically. I mean, he's not; they're not taking him into account in the blocking scheme. So no, he's, he's usually he's, unblocked. It's yeah. hard to get to that guy. Yeah. Corners are usually unblocked too. It's kind of crazy here. I mean, here we're getting the cover two, um, and and they end up getting the run fit. The corner kind of pulls the trigger a little bit slow right here, uh, but he ends up beating the uh, and making a move on that receiver. Uh, and then fit on the perimeter. He, he ends up showing up at the last second uh, on the run fit. Uh, and then we're still players for the inside backers. So we're going to work Phil with those guys. And you see the uh, safety in the middle as our alley player. He's working over the top. 
Uh, he's pacing the ball, and then he's running inside out. So this is a great way to protect your single side uh, matchup. Uh, so right there, there's your there's your bare front playing a 32 box. There's your spill player with 42, uh, and then there's your corner showing up in front of you. It helps to have a nose who's back there in that running back's lap before he gets the ball, too. That always helps. It does. It does. Those <laughs> two linemen, they, they create a lot of havoc right there for those guys. And so you know, the great thing is when offenses see this box, they think run. And right. so say, you think, hey, you've got to have angles right there to get to some guys. Uh, but like right here, same thing here. You see the corner showing up in cover two. You know, this is not a hard play for them. They're just setting the edge. And then you're able to get overlap with your D-line, your linebackers, and your extra safety. And all they're doing is facing the football. So right there, we're just playing a uh, head front here. Uh, so there's your head front, and then there's us just playing overlap. Yeah. That's a pretty good play by the defensive end right here. He's getting a base block. He's two-gapping it. Sees the ball go on the perimeter, works off the block, and works down the line of scrimmage. Same thing here, playing cover two. This time, you know, they're running the ball away. Uh, so here's your, your you're getting your spill with your linebacker, you're getting an alley player with your joker. And now you're still able to gain the same stuff just the 33 Scotty Clear rules. So he's just pacing the ball carrier. So he's he's reading off 35. So if 35 doesn't make a clear choice, he should be a spill player. He kind of goes, he spills late. So it kind of slows 33's read down where he just has to slow down and, and, and read the ball carrier. And here's three by one, so we're working three skills. So you know we're playing a we play what we call, we're playing a special concept over here, which, you know, people call it special or mini or whatever you want, but we're playing man on the corner. Yeah. And now we're playing a zone concept with extra safety. So now this is our joker right here, playing a safety spot. Now we're still playing cover two to the single side. So, again, what matchups you're worried about? This is your matchup. You want to play a guy in the flat, put a guy on the top, and now try to force the offense to go somewhere else with it. And so you can see it right here where now we're able to take away that matchup and force them to have to go to the trip side. And we're able to match all the routes to this side as well. And the quarterback runs, but we plaster all the routes, so now it becomes man coverage. And then up front, we run a, we call this a nut stunt. Now we're telling the nose, you're working uh, to the, uh, you're working A gap to bounce, so that guard were to see face, he'd cross face, and now we're going to bring him around and bring him as the second guy as the looper. It's just a change up stunt for us right here. So now we're just bringing the defensive end around, and we have the linebacker as the boom backer. Right, and we're able to get pressure on that quarterback. Same thing here. Cover two to the backside, playing our special concept to the trip side. You know, this is a third and two play. Most times in third and two, we're probably not in this defense, but this is a team that doesn't really like to run the football. And so, you know, if, I, if you watch tendencies and they're, they're saying, hey, they still throw the ball on third and short, we'll still play past defenses on third and short. Uh, if it was a team that was going to be a run-oriented team, probably wouldn't be in this defense right here. Uh, but you have those teams, and everybody sees them where they, if they threw for 400 yards and lost, they feel like they won the game. Yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> so for us, you just got to make a determination of do you want to be plus one in the run game or plus one in the pass game. Right. And we have ways to do both, of whether we want to play single high or too high or whatever it may be. Uh, we have a way by calls to be able to set the front fit and be able to get to that plus one in either segment. So you see the mic pulling the trigger right there, and then we're able to sit on the routes and try to make plays in those balls. And that's that's pretty much it. I have some clips on campus if you want to see it. I don't know how we are on time. Um, but it, what, what all do you, you have any questions so far off the just base zone scheme right there? <laughs> no. Uh, I, or, is there, or is there anything you want to you take conversation anywhere else? Or what do you want to? No, I, I think what I was going to say, and just, just 
as I've written stuff down here and just looking at it because, you know, you think about it, okay, and, and I'm, t- I'm thinking from a high school coach's perspective, if this is something that I want to uh, put in as a sub package for my defense this year. So I need to identify that kid in my program who um, is, you know, who, who can cover, but who also uh, doesn't mind running up on the line of scrimmage and, and playing the run, right? You know, sp- spill it, you know, being a spill player. Uh, a kid who I, I, I love what you said is it's 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 low reps, high productivity. So a kid who's not going to need a, a ton of coaching up on that, but you kept it simple enough to where, you know, no matter what you're in, uh, his his responsibilities, his keys are the same. So it really is a, you know, it's one of those things. Kind of a, you know, if you have the right kid there, you can plug him in and he can be be fine there. And and again, you're not depending on him. If he falls apart, the defense doesn't fall apart. So all of that to right. say. You know, I think if you can keep those things consistent, then that, that can be a, a, a really advantageous look for defenses who are trying to dictate to the offense. So just And, and one, one of the biggest coaching points for this whole thing is whatever your base football, whether you're a 3-4 team, a 4-3 team, or a 4-2 team, it doesn't matter what you are. Don't change up. Everybody else get the responsibilities just to get another guy on the field. So yeah. find a way yeah. to be able to run the same schemes that you would always run the same way and just throw a guy a bonus player to the mix. That's right. the key to it right there. Because everything that we run that's on here, we run the exact same thing out of a 4-3, exactly the same way. So that's why I was telling you our safeties, they might, I'm sure they know, but they could they could possibly not even know that we're in a three-man front with a third safety on because the same coverages that we're running out of a four-man front. Right. So there, there's not any new teaching for our back seven especially for the corners of the two safeties because it's base football for us no matter what. It's the same run fit, same right. pass fit, nothing changed. And even for even for your defensive line, obviously you're taking defensive tackle off the field, but at the end of the day, they're still playing their same techniques, whether it be shades, whether it be in their, their hit. So it's not a, oh, no, you know, we're, we're now in a, in a three-down front as opposed to a four-down. It's just, all right, cool, let's roll. Right. We're still doing our same our same stuff that we've always been doing. That's correct. That's exactly right. When, and so for us, we try to care, we try to create as much crossover as we possibly can. Because you know, every, everybody's gonna be limited on time. You're gonna be limited on rep. You're gonna be limited on practice structure. Uh, so you know, for us, we have the shortest practice in the history of Harden Simmons. I mean, I don't know how everybody else does theirs, but I've been a lot of different places. The longest we ever go, ever, 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 at Harden Simmons to 18 grade practice. That's the that's the max. And we're usually when we get to week four. We're to 15 periods the max as a practice schedule. So you're looking at 15 periods. You know you're getting four periods of individual and, and five periods of team or whatever it may be, and then a little bit of crossover maybe. Uh, but you know you have to be very efficient with your time. So we don't have the time uh, to sit there and be the exotic team that's doing 100 different things out of different packages uh, just off rep uh, alone. And so for us, it's got to be something that's very simple for our kids that we can get in and out of. Uh, and not have to be sitting there and thinking and overcoaching things. You know, you know the one thing I hope when we turn on film is I, I always hate to be in the coach that if you turn on film, what I say is hopefully what you see and not going, oh, well, this, this is supposed to look this way. This guy messed up. And, you know, you get to where you see that every snap. You're like, well, what are y'all supposed to really be doing? Right. And so that's the reason why, whether it's pressures, we want to keep that simple, whether it's stunts, whether it's coverages, have something that your kids can execute at a high level. And, if, you know, for us, you know, we play around it. We put stuff in for game plan. If you have a pressure, you like whatever it may be. And if we're repping it, we're struggling with it. Practice on the first day, it's gone that week. I'll say, hey, maybe we'll try it again in a couple of weeks. 
or another maybe if we get a bye week well maybe we'll play with that again uh but if our kids are struggling with it i'm not going to try to pressure it to get in there just because i like what it looks like on the board uh because that's how you're that's how you're going to get beat on defense i mean you're going to win the game with players and fundamentals and that's what it's going to come down to so try to put your guys in the best scenario as possible to be success let's be successful and have those uh, have success because that's where the confidence is going to come from when you're having success your guys are going to start building believing in the system believing in the culture you're building uh and that's how you develop great defense and so uh, for us it's a mindset more than anything you got to get the guys to buy into what you're doing but the only way to do that is to have success and so right. luckily for us we've, we've had success at hard simmons on defense of the ball especially i mean in six years here over the, over the span of six years we averaged uh, right at 19 points a game over six years uh, and we've had two years at 13 points a game so um yeah, that's kind of where you know where we feel like we're at and it's one of those deals where it's, you know success brings success yeah and you're in a you're in a conference with a lot of a lot of heavy hitters as, as far as you know offensive teams go everybody knows mary harden baylor um, but then you know some other great schools in there as well that we've that we've that we've seen on film today. Uh, but coach, I uh, really appreciate you taking some time. I know this is we're getting kind of t- towards the uh, the nut cutting time of the summer when 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 you guys are getting ready to to roll out with fall camp and everything. And and uh, but I just really appreciate you uh, just just coming on and sharing with us today and and uh, a lot of great stuff for us to 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 uh, ingest and and. Hopefully these guys who, who got to watch this today can now take this and, and be able to implement some of this stuff in their own scheme. No problem, Coach. I appreciate you having me. Thanks once again to Coach Wilkerson for joining us today. Be sure to follow him on Twitter, at Coach Wilkerson, and let him know you heard him on KYPD. Also, follow our show on Twitter, at KYPD Podcast, and check out the show notes of today's episode for the link to the video of our conversation with Coach Wilkerson as well as information on our Disrupt the Pads D-Line Roundtable discussion taking place Tuesday night, July 28th at 7.30 p.m. Central. We got to get out of here, but remember, love God, love your neighbor, and dadgummit, son, keep your pads down.